Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're most likely someone that farms it, services it, or just loves it. Either way, thanks for joining myself on the Farms of Ice podcast for another farmer-led episode. We bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day to improve it one way or another. Make sure to spread the Farms of Ice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Make sure to also follow us on our journey as well on all of your socials, even TikTok. Now let's get into this episode. This episode is intended for general information only, as the host and the guests do not know your personal circumstances. Please talk to your accountant or the team at Byfields to get the right information for your circumstances. This episode, we're talking to Cameron Robert from the team at Byfields on the Beyond the Tax Return Series 2 that we've linked up with Byfields to bring you the expertise from the business advisors. Now, Cam, he's a manager in their Northam office and originally from a family farm, which very similar story to others is the siblings have taken it over and he's gone down a different career channel, but still stayed within agriculture. Let's get into this episode and see what it's all about and how they have learned from their best employers. Cam Roberts from Byfields, great to have you on and a whisper tells me it's your first podcast ever. You got that right Jack, thanks very much for having me and uh, welcome listeners, hopefully um, I've got something interesting to talk about. Yeah mate, I bet you do from the team at Byfields there uh, and also the growing region of WA. I think we started out with 4% of listeners coming from WA, I'm New South Wales man myself but We've grown that out to 18%, so it's really good to see the appetite for the content across WA and it's broadening across as the more we grow and the content that comes out, especially from you guys at Byfields there, great stuff. 
Well, welcome to the show and let's get down to agribusiness. Before we do jump into it, tell us a bit about yourself, your background and what your connection is to agriculture and where it lands you today. Yeah, sure. Um, look, I'm uh, born and bred in Gabelling. Uh, Gabelling's a uh, country town, approximately uh, 200k's east of Perth. And um, uh, my parents, uh, along with my brother who farm there now, um, yeah, sort of born and bred, did my primary school years in the local school in Gabelling uh, before, like uh, many, get sent off to boarding school, uh, went down to Perth for uh, five years there before doing a uni degree and um, and yeah sort of uh, degree was basically uh, accounting uh, in the business section um, yep. but uh, yeah once I'd sort of finished that degree I uh, went back to the farm for a couple of years um, and um, yeah out of, the, out of the blue I got a sort of a phone call from uh, my now boss, uh, um, who heard about me um, through some of the other clients in the in the office, and um, yeah, basically asked to come in, have a chat, and um, and yeah, from there, basically, um, um, I sort of started off part time at Byfields here, and uh, near on nineteen years later, I'm still here. So. Um, um, I've always sort of had a passion for uh, the farm um, yep. and, uh, and the industry. Um, unfortunately, um, I sort of suffer from allergies and hay fever, which, um, as you probably know, being on a farm with those sort of <laughs> conditions isn't the greatest. Uh, so the great thing about biofields is uh, we have a a large exposure to um, farmers uh, and not just around this area, all, all across the state. And um, if I couldn't be farming myself, um, I've, I'm probably doing the next best thing and um, um, advising farmers and still keeping my, um, um, yeah, keeping my finger in the, in the, in the industry. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be able to, talk the talk with uh, with my clients who obviously um, are in the industry as well. And um, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, coming up uh, 19 completed years. So um, I'm obviously doing something right for Byfields to keep me around. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, like a very valuable cause as well, trying to move the dial for farmers from your end, especially. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, um, no, look, it, it's it's um, it's good to sort of try and keep uh, people who are from the country in the country um, because um, you know, as we were sort of going to talk about soon, um, it's hard to drag people out to out from the city city lights. And um, um, yeah, the more people we can sort of encourage to stay in the regions. Um, uh, the better. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast again. Let's get down to my favourite thing, agribusiness. What are we going to be talking about today on the Beyond the Tax Return series, series two, by the way? Yeah, sure. Look, um, uh, I suppose um, we're going to be sort of talking about uh, 
uh, employing, um, you know, growers trying to get uh, employment and workers out to uh, their properties. Um, and um, yeah, look, it, it's not a, unfortunately, it's not um, as easy as ringing someone up and come join us sort of thing. Um, um, so yeah, look, I suppose um, um, the, the agricultural sector is, you know, one of the big employers um, of, of, um, of people. And, and I did come across a stat the other day where, um, you know, the, the, the sector sort of employs 334,000 people. So, um, you know, there's a lot of employers out there um, and, um, and we want to sort of keep that going. Yeah, definitely. And able to source ones that will work with the farm. Great stuff. Let's get into how the best employees are doing it. For most growers, they're gearing up for the coming into seeding season, planning, whatever you may call it. Um, the seasonality of it draws in an increased workload for farmers with harvest at the tail end of it as well. But concentrating on seeding, what does the ag labour market look like, like over in WA, and what are any key trends that we should be looking for? Yeah, sure. Look, it's I suppose just to give um, the listeners a bit of an idea of uh, the WA wheat belt. Um, it's such a broad um, area, and um, and it's is segregated up into uh, different rainfall regions. Um, so if you just sort of think of our high rainfall region, you're sort of stretching from Geraldton down to Albany across the Esperance. And um, generally that's right on the coast um, to roughly 100 k's inland. And then you sort of then stretch across to our low rainfall areas, which is sort of, you know, 250, 300 k's from the coast. So I suppose to give you an indication, um, the obviously the higher rainfall areas being closer to the coast, they're sort of closer to the, the bigger regions. And um, uh, so they've sort of got access to, um, you know, more employees and they can sort of source, um, source their uh, employment um, locally, which, you know, is a, is a big advantage, um, you know, being, being close to, a bigger centre um, gives people who live in those areas more options um, socially and, and, and the like. Whereas your low fall, low rainfall regions, which are, you know, three, 300 plus k's from the, from, um, the mainland, uh, from the coast sort of thing, um, fairly remote. And, you know, there's not a lot of um, local labour and that um, um, does a lot of strain to um, those those farmers out there, and and they're sort of more reliant then on the, the backpackers and the, the seasonal workers, whereas the guys closer closer to the coast can um, yeah. you know source more permanent permanent staff. So um, and and I guess from there, you know, the we've we sort of have access to Bankwest Bank. Benchmarks, which is sort of like a, a research um, paper that comes out sort of each year, and um, you know, on average, permanent um, staff in that high rainfall area is is roughly three point two staff um, per business, 
um, compared to uh, the low rainfall areas where it's 2.4. So you can sort of see there that the, um, um, you know, that if you're closer to major centres, it is easier to source labour. Um, and, and then therefore, following on from those stats, the, um, um, the, the guys in the, in the low rainfall areas, they sort of, um, they rely a lot more on casual employment, backpackers and the like, um, which, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's then becoming, um, yeah, harder to source these people as well, given that um, we've just been going down through a lot of lockdowns and, yeah. and uh, the WA board has only been open for <laughs> five or six days. So, yeah. um, so you know, for trends that we're seeing at the moment, um, you know, I suppose across everywhere, uh, Australia, you know, employment's quite tight right now, um, you know, it's um, um, the, those sort of those low rainfall areas where um, we were relying on backpackers um, um, has sort of seen, you know, they haven't been able to fill those voids with these backpackers because they haven't been able to get into the, into the state. Um, so we've sort of seen a, a return to, um, you know, semi-permanent arrangements um, to sort of achieve the same result. Um, and that's sort of, we've sort of seen that trend um, over the last sort of 36 months, um, um, just because of these border restrictions. And, and um, yeah, obviously we've, WA have opened their borders at the moment, but um, yeah, what happens uh, with uh, Mark McGowan going forward was, is anyone's guess, so <laughs> whether that changes or not. Yeah, well, it's, it's quite similar across the states as well, especially in New South Wales, where I know a bit better, um, where yep. farmers that are needing workers coming up to planting season, they're calling out left, right and centre. Um, and, yeah, what you just said, going on to temporary perm bases more so to attract those and, like, keep them in a job rather than just casual, um, mm -hmm. especially for the Aussie workers. They want a bit of stability, I think, coming out of COVID and being able to depend on that. Um, so it's quite similar across the board, I think. Yeah, very much so, very much so. So, so yeah, I suppose what we've sort of seen, following on from that, what we've sort of seen is a lot of retired farmers um, and and young sons and daughters of, of these families um, looking to fill those those um, those gaps, especially in that just the last harvest just gone. Um, and, um, and in some cases we've seen uh, some growers offering, you know, up to a, a 30% premium on casual pay just to get people in. Um, and, and we've come off a, a pretty good season in most areas. Uh, so uh, with that good season, there's been more um, grain to harvest, which obviously prolongs the period and, and um, it's really stretched um, labour resources uh, yeah. to the point where... Um, yeah, they've had to call on call on anyone and everyone to, <laughs> to to get the job done. But um, but yeah, look, it's been um, um, you know I've I sort of left school you know nineteen twenty years ago and and um, the competition's always been high um, between 
you know, the agriculture and the mining sectors. Um, and, and we've sort of seen some stats where over, you know, the last 12 months, Rio's workforce has increased 15%. Um, and, and, you know, that's just one of the, the major, major players out there. Um, and, you know, a lot of the reasons behind that is, you know, an average FIFO worker can um, earn a salary of 180000 you know, on a two-one swing. Um, and, and with potential bonuses on, on that. And um, that makes it hard for the, um, the, the farmer to, to match. Um, yeah, you know, where, you know, at this stage, uh, I know salaries have increased a little bit, um, probably a few years ago, five years ago, we're sort of 50, 60 plus ute and other benefits. Um, it's probably risen to now more closer to around that 70, $80,000 mark. Um, and, you know, once you add the, the youth and other benefits, that sort of, you know, it gets the package up to a, to a hundred thousand, but it's still a long way off, um, the hundred thousand that some of these mining companies are, are throwing out there and, um, and, um, that sort of, yeah, basically is attracting a lot of that potential farm labor, um, away from our sector into, into the mining areas. So. Um, so, you know, over that period of time, um, you know, you know, growers have had to become, um, um, adaptive to the, to the tight market and, um, and yeah, look, we've, we've seen, um, we've seen sort of with our growers and some of the better growers out there that they are going that extra mile to attract, attract employment and, um, and, there has been sort of some help from um, the Commonwealth government in that section, in that sector, sort of, um, you know, in the last budget, uh, the, um, uh, the government sort of announced AgAttract, which is sort of like a, a career start thing um, run by the National Farmers Federation. Um, there's sort of been AgMove, which is sort of a relocation um, um, money to, to get people out of the city to the country um, and um, and also some changes to uh, student visas but um, look you know these these uh, measures uh, while um, are great they are um, they're sort of um, not going to set the world on fire um, but at least there is some sort of concerted effort to try and um, help the ag industry to um, um, fill those uh, labour shortages. It definitely, it won't be an overnight fix um, as everything goes in agriculture. You can't move the dial as quick as you want it or need it to be coming up to seeding time. There's a bit of time, I suppose, depending if you're going in dry or you're waiting for the bit of moisture on the ground. Um, you've got a little bit of time to get in there, but I suppose thinking about it right now, yesterday, it's probably the best time, isn't it? That's right. That's right. And, and uh, I guess, yeah, that sort of um, leads into, you know, what, what are the, the better farmers doing? Um, and, um, um, you know, from, from my observations, um, you know, for a lot of these guys, it's just going back to, to the basics. Um, you know, be, a, be an employer of choice, um, attract good staff, train them up, you know, reward them. And, and that leads a long way. To, to retaining them, um, you know, and, and 
And if these staff, these employees have, you know, a, a good experience working for you, um, that word of mouth then spreads. And, um, you know, that then can lead to sort of your replacements. And, um, um, you know, if you need to expand, then, yeah, it's, it's great to have someone that's worked for you pushing pushing you forward um, um, look it's a key it's one of the key things we find here in Byfields as well um, we, we have exactly the same um, employment struggles um, yep. I mean we're only you know 100 k's out from Perth but it's uh, you know we're always advertising uh, for good staff and um, um, yeah it is it is a struggle we, we see it in our in in the industry as well, and um, um, but my, my boss told me when I first started here and, and learning the game, um, you know, your business is only as good as your managers um, and your and your management skills, and and you know we 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 see that with the employment um, side of things as well, you know, um, um, you know the. Um, the better farmers, they are, um, you know, planning what labour, uh, what resources they need for the upcoming season. Um, and they're doing that well before, um, well before time. So like you said, you know, you should be thinking about this yesterday. It's, uh, that's, that's exactly right. You know, the, the, it's all about management and, um, you know, once once their farmers have sort of done that plan, um, they can then sort of work out. All right, do we need um, do we need sort of seasonal employment? And if so, is that around seeding time or is that around uh, harvest time? And sort of get on the get got on the front foot. Um, um, we know we need we're going to need this employment. Uh, we're going to need this help. Um, and um, um, yeah, let's 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 do something about it. So, um, um, but yeah, then on the other side, um, you know, do we need someone more full time? Is is our is our program that we have um, require someone that's more ongoing? You know, someone that we need there day to day um, as a, as another pair of hands. So, so a lot of it comes around that that planning. Um, um, and, you know, one other key thing to, to keep in mind is, you know, the business must be able to afford um, the extra labour. Um, so, um, you know, you just don't want to go and hire all this labour if, you know, if it's unsustainable. So, um, um, so it's then, you know, at that planning stage, finding, finding that balance, what do we need? Um, and it may come to a point where you might need um, contractors um, rather than the, the employment. But, um, um, but yeah, a lot of it comes to um, um, that planning, that planning phase and, and knowing what you'll need for um, the up and coming season to um, complete your program. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it needs to be done. If you're looking towards contractors to put it in as well, maybe, leave you to go do some other work as well. I find, I find with like certain tasks that need to get done, like spraying's a good one for us to get a contractor in. We've got a spray rig as well, but it's just as easy for 
someone coming in self-propelled to run over it as well. Um, and finding where it fits into your model, your operations, and with your employees, um, you really work quite well with. Yeah, no, exactly right, exactly right. So, um, um, yeah, so, look, I suppose following on from, from that, once you, you know, you've got, you've identified you, you need some labour and we need to uh, fill some fill some gaps, um, you know, you ha how do you attract the, the right person? Um, you know, what and what we're sort of seeing, our, our better farmers, um, um, you know, they're, they're sort of, I suppose, trying to um, um, work out what, what's going to attract these employees to them. And, and what we're sort of seeing is um, a lot of these guys think outside the square. Um, and when I sort of talk about that is, um, you know, talk about the, 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 the positives of where that, that they're going to be working. So it might be, might be like uh, promoting um, free farm residents, um, you know, proximity to a school bus run, um, you know, room for extra curricular activities. You know, they might be into horse riding or something like that. And if they can have a paddock to let their horses have a run around, you know, um, things like that. Um, and um, obviously uh, having local sports clubs and um, 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 social social places to go is obviously you know a, a, a massive thing to attracting people um, um, so you know the same there's nothing really changed in that space when it comes to to, to advertising you know you've still got your um, um, your traditional means of um, advertising through you know local newspapers um, local ag colleges, training centres, those sort of things. Um, you know, if you're looking to try and get some backpackers on board, um, you know, there's those those hostels or those centres that uh, you can sort of um, approach. Uh, but I suppose what we're sort of also seeing is the, the social media. Um, there's a lot more use of sort of Facebook, Twitter, um, Gumtree, um, that sort of it's a, a quick and easy way to uh, spread the word across the masses. Um, uh, but I suppose we, what we're seeing is use, you know, use a, a number of different approaches to try and um, increase awareness. Um, and, um, and I know we've in close in the neighboring town that we've got here, York, they've got a, uh, you know, a, a local recruitment training agency, um, which, are, which are very good. Um, um, but I suppose overriding that, what we're sort of seeing is um, the best workers come from word of mouth. And that sort of then takes us, takes us back to my earlier point around being an employer of choice. So um, um, try and get your name out there that it's good to work for, for you. And um, that that does work well for um, ongoing employment. So um, so yeah, so that's sort of I suppose a little bit around sort of how to get people. Then I suppose you then sort of if you think about it as a cycle, um, we then go to you know the induction and the onboarding process. Um, and we find the the first few days of um, you know establishing a, a, a new employee. Uh, 
of the critical is the critical time. Um, you know, sharing the the culture and the focus of of your business. Um, you know, early days you want to be able to create a, a positive experience and and sort of set those expectations of of um, what's required. So, um, um, you know, it's it's you can't read people's minds. You've got to be able to um, you know communicate what you want and what uh, the standard is, um, and um, and yeah, yeah, it's it, it then sort of sets the foundations for hopefully a good um, uh, a good working relationship. Um, yeah. I suppose um, a key key point that sort of is a bit of a growing area is around the employment agreements and making sure you uh, um, are ticking off on all your HR needs. Um, we're, we're seeing um, um, a lot of good um, resources come up like ProcessWorks, um, SafeAg Systems, um, and a couple of non-profit, non-for-profit groups like Farm Safe Australia and Farm, uh, Safe Farms WA. Um, they are providing some really good um, information around the, the do's or what you can do and what you can't do when it comes to um, hiring and firing and, and, and having employees. Um, so I encourage anyone that does have uh, employees to make sure that, um, one, you know your obligations as an employer, uh, two, the employee knows their obligations and, um, it, it then sort of lays a really good foundation for um, uh, a really good working relationship. So, um, and sort of from there, um, you know, safety, safety has to be a priority. Um, unfortunately, we're seeing um, probably too many deaths um, in the, um, on the, on the farm, family farm or in the farming industry. Um, um, we've sort of seen you know, eight deaths in the last six months, which, um, you know, one death's too many. So um, we, you know, we want to make sure that, um, you know, the when you're sort of inducting or, or getting employees on board to your new business, that um, farm safety um, and... Uh, um, yeah, I think through through government, you know, through policy, workers, through choice, and industry through support, um, you know, there is that change in that yep. that, that that space. Um, long gone are the days. Uh, she'll be right. <laughs> um, we'll, it'll be it'll be all right, sort of thing. So um, yeah, the the AV industry is sort of catching up to the to the you know the leaders in in that space, like especially like mining. So um, so yeah, it's all. It's all about, I suppose, developing that culture, Jack. Um, the big one, know, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, just to, I suppose, put a bit of an AFL spin on it. I don't know if you're an AFL man yourself, but um, um, but it's sort of, you know, Hawthorne went through a bit of a, a period there where, you know, they won three premierships in a row and, and you know, they, they sort of operated under the, you know, the same salary cap rules, the same talent pool, you know, what what set them apart and and it was their their culture you know everyone pulling towards the same goal um 
everyone willing to, to sacrifice for the same goal. And, um, and, and that's no different for um, a farming business or any other business for that fact. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's creating that culture where um, um, it, it sort of leads everyone to the common goal and, and then, you know, hopefully everyone enjoys um, the, the fruits of that. Um, so um, you can have culture within two people as well, not just 10 plus people. It's like how you receive the other person and how you sort of improve and constantly learn. Um, so if you're a two man team, you can definitely have culture on your farm and just starting to improve yourself and bounce off each other for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Look, um, in some cases, it might be easier with two. Um, Definitely. Uh, um, you know, if you find a like-minded individual, um, yeah, it, it can be easier. So, um, so yeah, that is a, a quite a, a quite an important um, aspect of sort of um, retaining staff. Um, and then, I suppose, following on from that, you know, we you've got to. You've got to develop and train your staff as well. You know, yep. just don't throw them to the wolves. Um, you know, they are, in some cases, uh, driving uh, expensive machinery, and Very, yep. you don't want them. Um, um, I suppose um, treating it um, in a uh, in a way that you wouldn't want to be want it to be yep. treated. So, um, so. Training and, and spending time, investing time in your in your workers is 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 another key element, and that sort of then sort of follows on from the safety aspect as well. Um, you know, you want to if you're um, um, you know if you've got a employee driving around in a in a million dollar harvester and it's making a funny noise, you you don't want it to um, you just don't want them to keep driving it, do you? You know you want them to pull it up and oh shit that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, you know um, whereas yeah it, it, it can happen these days unfortunately with um, um, GPS and, and the like where you can put it on the auto and switch on to your favourite podcast and um, not concentrate. So um, you know, you, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of time needs to be spent around, you know, the, the what you can and can't do, and within reason, and and um, and um, you know, training your staff is a long way goes a long way to mitigating some of those um, nasties that can that can happen. So, um, sure. so yeah, there's there's a lot of things, a lot of variables within hiring people, and also. It doesn't just end there, does it? You've got to take them right through the process, onboarding, making sure safety is a priority and also making sure culture is a priority so they understand when to ask questions, um, when to put their hand up to say, I stuffed up or something's wrong um, and just don't push through that noise on the header. They are big pieces of equipment. Um, I now know we just got our own header and went last harvest. Um, so oh, okay. I can speak a little bit about it, about running on a noise or whatever, uh, yeah. you, just, you just stop <laughs> as soon as you can. Yeah, look, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't sound right, then um, yeah, it's you don't want to don't want it to go any longer. It's um, and and downtime at that time of year is uh, um, uh, not not something no. uh, welcomed. Um, you know, you've got you got five minutes from getting paid. You got this lovely crop out there that needs to be harvested, and if your harvest is pulled up and and there's a nice big thunder 
thundercloud above you. <laughs> yeah. Gets you gets you a bit nervous. But, Man- um, maintenance in the shed is great, but outside, no thanks. Outside yeah. in the heat of what harvest is or planting season coming in, it might be a bit cold as well. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, um, so yeah, look, that's, that's you know, and then I suppose you've sort of touched on the cycle there and I suppose the last, one of the last pieces of the cycle is, I suppose, the, the reward and the, the retain. Um, how do you sort of um, keep these guys around? And, um, you know, obviously you, you've got to reward people for, for effort and, yeah. um, um, you know, a, Attractive salaries is is what people are looking for, um, especially if you've got to sort of compare it to a, a mining uh, a mining wage. But I suppose it's more around understanding the package. Um, you know, if you've got um, a cash component plus a um, um, so you know, on top of that, you'll have your super. On top of that, you'll have your, your leave, and this is for obviously your, your permanent and semi-permanent uh, staff. Um, but if you are then also contributing um, a ute to that package and uh, accommodation, uh, maybe a killer or two, um, it's important that you uh, detail and outline that to the employee. Uh, look, it's not just. The cash component you're receiving, you know, yep. it's not just the eighty thousand a year you're receiving. You're getting eighty thousand plus a Ute, which might be worth ten grand, you know, fuel and to to use for wherever you like. Um, accommodation. I mean, at the moment, accommodation is uh, uh, going through the roof over here in WA. Um, so um, that can be quite a, a an attractive uh, thing, offering um, free rent on the on the property, and um, so it's quite important that. The, the employee understands that it's not just the um, not just the cash component that's part of the package, um, and you know once you do add it up, it does it does look a little bit better, and um, um, so we always encourage that. We see that with our better better growers out there doing those sort of things, um, and and just coming off last season, which. Um, as we mentioned earlier, it was quite a good season uh, in Western Australia for, for most areas. Um, we saw a lot of bonuses um, get paid out. Um, you know, some worth ten, fifteen thousand um, dollars. Um, and while it's good to hand out these bonuses, share in the thing, it's also important that these bonuses are communicated um, in such a way that it's not interpreted as a you know, an expectation of of, uh, of something in years to come. So, um, so yeah, it, it's great to see people, uh, growers, farmers, um, um, sort of sharing the love, I suppose, so to speak. Um, uh, but um, but yeah, also communicating. Look, we've had a good season. Um, this is not something that's going to happen all the time. Um, but we've also sort of we've also seen. Um, um, you know, people understand the, the balance of uh, a good work-life balance. And um, um, yes, there are the, the busier times uh, through the season. You know, you're seeding your harvest. Traditionally, you're, you're doing hours beyond, um, um, beyond the normal. Um, and we're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of our good farmers doing, um, um, you know, offering... Uh, people 
uh, extended leave through the quieter times to, to, to say thanks for, for putting in those extra hard yards. Um, and, um, um, and yeah, look, that's, you know, being able to give people um, time off to watch their kids play school sport, things like that. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good way. Of Invaluable. Yep. Definitely. Exactly. 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 Right. And, and look, mate, just a simple thank you. Thanks. Good job. You know, sharing a beer at the end of the day. Um, um, you know, um, it doesn't cost you anything to say thanks very much. So, um, yeah. So, look, I mean, it's a bit of a bit of a cycle there, um, but um, that's what we're finding. Some of our better farmers um, yep. are doing to um, one attract good employment and and retain it. Yeah, some great takeaways there for farmers that may be looking, especially coming on to a pretty reasonable second year. Uh, we've had a fair bit of rain over here on the East Coast, and I think we should be ready to go if it's not too wet for our planting seeding season as well. But I think like one that flies under the radar is like creating impact for seasonal casual workers coming in to get create uh, what the end result is for that farm. So one farm produces 50,000 loaves of bread just from one paddock. And if you can become a part of that um, and actually put those down on words and give them something to take away that they've contributed to Australian agriculture in 2022. Very much so, mate. Yeah, no, look, we're all in the, we're all in the same game, aren't we? We, yeah. we, we, we all just want to help each other and everyone and, um, yeah, if, if one person can listen to this and 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 pick up an idea, then job that's that's great. Job done. That's yep. Sign yeah. off there. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. mate. Um, so before we go, what are some key takeaways for the listeners out there? Yeah, look, um, I suppose, um, like I said before, be be an employer of choice. Um, be be that person that everyone wants to work for um, and and that in itself attracts good staff retains good staff and and you have people knocking on your door wanting to, to work for you so uh, be a be a uh, employer of choice um, you know be clear about the expectations so you know when you take someone on board um, you know set make it clear from the start this is this is how we do things, and um, and and I suppose set that culture of um, of the working environment. Um, look, don't force, don't fall short on safety practices. Um, um, so you know, make sure you invest the time, train, and mentor your your employees. Um, and um, and yeah, look, I suppose we haven't talked about it much, but. I guess understand the difference between a um, you know a, a contractor and an employee. Um, you know there there is out there some you know sham contracting arrangements that uh, um, that you know just because they have an ABN doesn't mean they're in business. So look, that's probably uh, a pod for another day, Jack. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, probably the key takeaway: yeah, be an employer of choice. Uh, beautiful, mate. There's lots of things to take away there. If you're a small farmer, large farmer, or even a corporate tuning in to see how you can improve and create that attraction 
for yourself to become number one employee in your employer in your region. Make a competition. Yep, exactly right. Yep. Well, beautiful Cameron Robert, thanks for coming on today's episode on the Beyond the Tax Return with Byfields. Who else is going to be joining us next from Byfields team? Yeah, look, Jack, thanks very much for having me. Uh, look, I believe it's Eamon, Eamon Lanigan. He's going to be uh, uh, running through some of uh, the key takeaways from the, the upcoming budget, which, um, which should be interesting. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's good, always good to have someone else uh, dissect the federal budget and how it will benefit farmers. So great to have Eamon on when he comes on as well and great to see your episode get out there as well. Much needed. Good on you. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks, mate. How can we get in touch with yourself before you go at your Northam office? Yeah, that's right. Look, um, um, yeah, Northern Biofields, um, the numbers on the website. So if you go to biofields.com.au, you'll you'll see uh, see my lovely face on there if you want to, um, or if you want to contact us on zero eight nine six two one three two zero zero, that'd be great. Thanks for tuning in to a Farm Advice episode. Go to farmsvice.com.au for more information and spread the word. If you love this episode, give it a sneaky five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can reach more farmers right across Australia. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.